0: The Brooklyn Vegan Show is a podcast about music brought to you by the music blog and online record store Brooklyn Vegan. Make sure to subscribe to hear all of our upcoming episodes featuring interviews with musicians and more, and find us 24-7 at brooklynvegan.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hey, welcome to the new episode of The Brooklyn Vegan Show. I'm BV editor Andrew Sacker, and today's episode is an interview with the New York rapper, Wiki. We're stoked to have Wiki on the show to talk about his not one, but two new records he put out this year. 14K Figaro, which was produced entirely by Tony Seltzer, and Faith is a Rock, a collaboration with Mike, produced entirely by The Alchemist. Wiki's been on a roll lately with doing projects with a single producer. Last year, he put out Cold Cuts with Subject, and the year prior, he did Half God with Navy Blue and Telephone Booth with Nah. In our interview, Wiki talks about what he likes about doing a whole project with a single producer, what all these different producers have brought to the table, and he gives us a little bit of insight into where he's at now and where he might go in the future. We also go back in time a little bit. Wiki tells us about how he got into rapping and how he started making music, who some of his early influences were, and he talks about some underrated New York rap records, records that were a really big deal for him growing up that he says don't always get the flowers they deserve. He also gives us a list of his current favorite rappers, many of whom he's worked with in the past. It was a really fun chat, but before we get there, just a heads up that listeners of this podcast can get 30% off your first year's membership at DistroKid by signing up at distrokid.com VIP slash BrooklynVegan. If you're unfamiliar, DistroKid is a service for musicians that allows you to easily upload your music to all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, and more. It allows you to do automatic revenue splits so collaborators and co-writers can get paid too. It provides you with an artist page that links to your music on all streaming services. It allows you to add lyrics, credits, liner notes, and more. Again, you can get 30% off by signing up now at distrokid.com slash VIP slash Brooklyn Vegan. have also included the link in the description of this episode and you can click directly from there. And now, here's my chat with Wiki. So you've got two new records out in the world, 14K Figaro with Tony Seltzer and Faith is a Rock with Mike and the Alchemist. How have you been feeling about getting these two records out there? What's the reactions been like?
1: It's been good. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of the the music I've been sitting on for a while, so I feel good to get it out. You know what I mean? Finally, especially 14K, like we definitely been sitting. Like, we made that a while ago, but we were just trying to make sure the vinyl was all good and everything. So I'm excited to get that out there and just have people hear it. But, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, having the projects so close together, it might have, like, you know, it's like sometimes that could be a lot, but I'm just happy to get it all out there, you know what I mean, and then move forward on the next, so.
0: I feel like it's, like, it's kind of, like, could go either way, you know. Like it's sometimes you're like, oh man, they're releasing so much at once. But like I know for me, I heard Faith is a Rock, and it was like 14K was announced so quickly after, and I'm like, awesome, like more right away. Like it was like yeah, exciting, yeah, you yeah.
1: know. No, for sure, no definitely. I mean, I think the last like five projects I've done have all been with one producer. I mean, Tony, the Tony project, we worked with a lot of producers, but it's still he was the one kind of like producing the whole thing, so. And then obviously Faithless arrived. Rock, me and Mike, two MCs, but it was still Alchemist. And then before that, it was Cold Cuts with Subject. And then it was uh, Half Guy with Navy Blue, Telephone Booth with Nah. So like I'm 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 hyped to get that kind of like series of like all these different you know what I mean? Like it's it, I was kind of the past couple of years just being like, let me just lock in and work with different people and kind of use that to like figure out where I want to go next. You know what I mean? And now I'm in a place where I'm excited to just experiment and figure out what I want to do next and not really be, not get too ahead of it. You know what I mean? Take my time with it. And I'm happy that I like got all this done the past year. You know what I mean? I've just been productive. So now I can kind of sit back and be like, let me get recreated, be a student of the game again. And like, you know what I mean? Like once you, have a routine, and once you have, like, a formula, it kind of, you need to break that formula, and, you know what I mean, to, like, stay fresh and and keep the momentum creatively, I think, you know what I mean, because you don't want to get locked in, because then that's just, like, you know what I mean? It just gets boring or some shit. Boring, like, I think it could get boring, the the art itself, but also for me you know what i mean as the artist creating it's like it's like that kind of you lose some of that magic when you're like almost like when you feel like you mastered something you need to like break that down and be like no i need to be a student again and like come come with a beginner's mindset you know
0: yeah definitely and it it does feel like not only have you done all these projects with different producers but it's like each one is so different. Like, like cold cut sounds nothing like faith is a rock, you know, which sounds nothing like telephone booth. It's like, it seems like you kind of get in a different zone for each one.
1: So exactly. Now, now I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where to blend those, those lines without making it, you know, forced. And like, you know what I mean? Just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could tell you, but I don't even know myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm in those like beginning stages. So, but yeah, nah, it's, it's been like, especially faith as a rock was dope to work with mike on i mean and al obviously but just as an MC to be able to go back and forth with him it was really like for both of us i think it it like made us grow as artists and like just we influenced each other and were inspired by each other and like just the momentum we were like building off each other when we were writing so that felt dope and it was like a challenge you know what i mean because it's not just like, oh, I could, you know what I mean? It's just a challenge in a good way. Like that, like I said before, like, I think that's what makes it fun and exciting. And that's why you want to do it to make, you know, you want it to be, you don't want it to be easy. So that was dope, you know? And I, and I was actually really, because it was so like, we were working on that over the year and it's not, you're like, for none of us three, it was our, it was like, that's my project. You know, it was us three working on it. We have all these other things going on. So, For in a way that made it also kind of freeing, I think, because none of us were like overthinking anything or like, you know what I mean. It just made it really free. It was like a very like free experience making it, and then it came out. and At first, I was like, "Did I go hard enough on that shit?" I'm like thinking as an MC, I'm like, "Did I bar up enough on that?" But then I like listened to the whole thing, and once Al did the full mix on it and added all the effects and like skits and everything, and like really made it a project i was like oh this shit's crazy i was hype on it so i'm excited to get that out and just i was excited to get that out and then like the 14k figure i've been sitting on that for like a year so i'm like hype as hell to get that out
0: the one with mike is cool because like you guys are such different types of rappers so kind of hearing you go back and forth and like kind of challenge and inspire each other it's like you you kind of brought stuff out of each other that isn't always there i think Mm hmm. No,
1: I feel that definitely.
0: You guys did those three songs together last year. Was the plan always to do an album, or did you do the three songs and you were like, this clicked so much, we should do more?
1: Low key, I think it wasn't like a, it, like, it wasn't as if it was like we needed to do the album for the, you know what I mean? Like, basically, it was like an opportunity arose, and then it was like, oh, wait, let's do a whole fucking album. With this, But that was kind of the plan from the beginning because we were like, this opportunity is dope. But at the same time, we want to make it something even bigger and, and or just something even more like, you know, just like a full project, not just like an ad campaign. Not that, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't dope too. And Pada, that's my people. So that was ill to be able to work with them. And they gave us a dope opportunity just to bring us all together. But from there, we were like, all right, now we got to do the full thing because... Then it just you know what I mean like it doesn't feel right. We have to like really take our time and do this. So really, it was those first three songs, and then we we met up in Amsterdam, all three of us, with the Pat dudes, and then um, I remember Al was playing more beats, and then he played that uh, the Mayor's a cop beat, and we were like this shit crazy just hearing the beat. So then. That especially that that even hearing that and then me and Mike making that song that was like all right now we gotta we gotta finish this because now we have this song we were like at first we were like oh one more that's the one but then we were like nah this shit the one so like but no one knew about that one but that came like pretty soon after we made those three you know so that was really what pushed us to be like yo we gotta do we gotta do this you know what I mean and then we me and Mike would just meet up when we had time and we would just write and record we i did a lot of it at mike's crib we did some of it at my boy ben's studio so it was cool and then we had a couple sessions where we got to get in
0: with al and like
1: make songs there too so it was a good mix of everything you know i think
0: so tell me a little more about the three of you coming together like uh like what was the sort of initial catalyst for that project what do you like working what do you like about working with those two guys
1: yeah for sure like for me, uh, I've always wanted to work with Al and I've known Al for a while, but I just be in New York all the time. So it's like, I don't always get a chance. And like, I've been at the stool, and we, I did, a I did some of the half god joints over there. Uh, we recorded all I need over there. So like, you know, I was familiar with the whole, that whole world. And you know what I mean? His whole kind of like team and fam. And I have like, Already, I've been, you know, me and Earl go back, me and Sage go back. So it's like, that's already there. And me and Mike go back, too. Like, me and Mike and Earl all met at the same time, you know what I mean? So so uh, it all kind of like, it, it's crazy how it happened because I've always wanted to work with Al. For me, from my perspective, I've been wanting to work with Al. And at the time, I really wanted to reconnect with Mike. Not that we weren't homies and shit, just on um music, you know what I mean? Like, because we, we made records back in the day together. Early, so I was like, "Yo, we gotta. I want to reconnect with Mike on some New York, like just what we're both doing here. You know what I mean? And and Mike's bigger than New York. You know what I mean? But just he's he's based here and everything. So I'm like, "Yo, we gotta do this." And I just was, I was, you know, I was into his. I was inspired by what he was doing. You know what I mean? And So I was like, "I I've been wanting to work with him." So once that opportunity came, I was like, "Oh, that's hard. I'm. We gotta do this." And it's with Al. You know what I mean? So it, it really all like came together even though it was put together, it felt really organic to me. Like it felt like it was meant to be, you know? And I'm hyped to keep working with Mike. I want to get on more Mike production as well and uh, continue working with Al too. So I got another joint with Al that I did that, like when we first, like when we first had this thing, it was, we needed one. So I didn't even know. I was just, yo, I got the Alpac. I'm like, I'm recording, motherfucker. I got the Alpac. It's over. So I just started recording. But it was supposed to be one track with Mike, one track with me, and then one track with us together. You feel me? So I recorded one track on my own, and the padded people were like, yo, we want like you on drum. Like, you know what I mean? It was like a loop. They were like, we want you on like, some. And I was like, all right. So then I did another one. But the one I had, that shit crazy. And even Mike was like, "Bro, they wilding. They should have used that shit." He'll tell you it's called ancient history, but that's like that's probably gonna come out, and I don't even know when. But hopefully, it'll happen. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, on that New York note, like maybe I'm wrong, but something that really stuck out to me about 14K is I feel like it's this really New York record. I feel like it's maybe your most like lyrically just like hyper local New York references record since No Mountains in Manhattan um and like for that one you know that was like your first big full-length introduction to the world it makes sense you want to kind of show people where you come from but tell me what what brought you back there all these years later you know rapping about bacon egg and cheeses again and like all that kind of you know it's like it's it's so like you feel like you're overhearing a conversation on the street in New York or something when you listen to that record
1: that's interesting you say that because I didn't really realize that I don't think, I think No Mountains for sure. I was like, this gotta be New York as hell. Like, this is my first record. Like, da da da. Maybe it's just working with Tony or just being with Tony. He's from New York. We go back. I think also he was a big part of the sound of No Mountains too, Tony. So maybe that just kind of brought me back to that. I mean, I think, I feel that. That's hard. I didn't really realize that. But it's cool because the sound of it is kind of like, the sound of the record is crazy, like, different. So I'm like, maybe that too. Maybe, like, since it was so next, I was, like, trying to ground it back into, like, some hard New York shit or something. I don't really know. But that's that's interesting you say that. I'm going to go back and listen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, it could be, like, maybe this one just had certain lines that really jumped out at me. But I was like, oh, it's, like, so much like really local stuff on this one.
1: But... That's hard.
0: So, you know, you were talking about like doing all these projects with single producers. Um, Tell me what you like about doing a whole project with one producer.
1: Well, I think at first I was just like, I don't know, I was in like a weird place creatively and everything. And I just didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to like overthink anything at the time. So then, so I was kind of like, I don't know. It started with Nah when now, nah, like he was like, we've been wanting to do a record. And then we had, we had a pan. We were, it was in the middle of pandemic. So we were like, fuck it. We got nothing else to do. So then we kind of did that. And then the Navy thing was like, it did happen organically. And then it kind of, at first, cause then the Navy thing was like, we did a couple records. And then I was like, yo, we got to do a whole, he was saying at first, he was like, we got to do the whole album. And then like, once I had like three joints with him, I was like, yo, nah, we got to do the full, like, this is just a certain world, like, in a certain, like, it's got to stay in this world, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's kind of then from, and then I was really happy with Half God, that's like, to me, that was like, one of the projects where it like, came out at the right time, where I felt it, and I was still like, into it, and it was like, I was feeling good about, you know what I mean? I was in a healthy place, like, so I felt really good about that record, and then at that point, I was on tour with Subject, and then I'm like, yo, we got to do the tape because we was just making mad shit, and he was making mad beats for me, and we had a bunch of joints I was sitting on already with him. So, And then I had the idea. I was like, we got to do like a mix tape. It was just that. It was like being creative and just linking up with your friends and being like, let's do something. That's kind of what it was, I feel like. Because then at the same time, I was working with Tony the whole time like literally since the end of half God, I started working on this record, but we would just meet up like every week. And then if he couldn't meet up whatever next week and just do a joint or a couple joints. So it really was that it was just, yeah, like meeting, I was just like, all right, versus making this whole, like, this is the next wiki album. Like what I'm going to do all like get two, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, let me just zone in and focus on with different people. And then, By doing that, each project can kind of be its own world and have its own sound and, you know, bring something else out of me. And then that's kind of where I was left off at the stage where I'm at now, where I'm like, what's next, you know? Which is, I'm excited for.
0: It's kind of cool to see, like, how many people are bringing this back because I feel like, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, the single rapper, single producer combo was so common. And then I feel like, I don't know. Maybe like Illmatic might be the turning point, where people were like, "Oh, we can do like a bunch of producers." And I feel like everybody did that for like twenty five years, and we're seeing a little more of like the single producer coming back. And I feel like it's like
1: even that, like people started once you get too like loose with that, and you're just like, like I I don't know, like that's the thing. Illmatic is a perfect example because it's like all these producers, but they all came together it's like, that's what makes it, it's like, it's not as easy as it, as it seems, you know what I mean? It's not as easy as just being like, yo, let me get like, send me all these beats. It's like, they were all coming together to be like, yo, we got to make Nas have the best album. Cause he's like the chosen one right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. So it's like, even if that, when I want to work with more people, I want to, not that everyone got to be, but like, I want to have that kind of group mentality of like, we're creating this record versus like just me picking beats from different people. And, and then being like, all right, yo, look, I got all these different, it's like, it's like when people get like a feature on every song and it's like, bro, like you just like overdid it with the feet. You know what I mean? When it's like, it's like, all right, I get it. You're trying to like hit every different lane, but it's just like, doesn't seem cohesive anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? One of them albums that it's just like stacked. It's like the game album or something. It's just like stacked with, I get it. But like, it's so much better when it's like, there's those few features that are like, oh shit, like that one hits.
0: Like, you know, Oh yeah, it's like twenty five songs with like twenty six guests.
1: <laughs> yeah. It depends. I like the West Side Gun shit because to me, West Side Gun is like a curator, you know what I mean? As well as the MC. So it's like with that, I get it. It's almost like some DJ Khaled in the street of like on some underground shit. The hard. You get what I mean? But you get what I mean, just like I'm curating this whole thing, but I'm also rapping. But I think it can it can make sense. You get what I mean? But it's like you know what I mean. Sometimes it can seem forced. That's all I'm saying
0: totally yeah and it's cool when it feels cohesive and it feels like the artist is really taking the project as like one full piece and not just like 20 chances to get a song on rap caviar
1: Mm -hmm. exactly exactly
0: um so let me talk let's talk a little bit about some of these producers so nah is like for me that was such a world's collide moment because i remember when mike was doing that band 1994 and when you were doing rat king if you would have told me at that point like one of the guys from rat king and the drummer of '94 going to make a rap record together in ten years. I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <so laughs> that was like that was cool when that happened. Like, how did you yeah. guys connect? Well, we've
1: been. We I was playing show. Rat King was playing shows with Nah like since a while, like a long time back. You know, so it was kind of like an early connect where we always stayed in contact and like we would do shows once in a while together, and then we always wanted to work. He just worked on some of the records too and shit. Um, he was on Oofy, I'm pretty sure. And like, yeah, he was on Oofy and No Mountains. But, yeah, like, it's something we, but you know what, what he did for Oofy and No Mountains, he was like adding sound on top versus like, we didn't really get a chance to work properly, just me and him. So I think that, and it's the same thing. He's got all these different projects he's working on and he's got a million things going on. I got a million things going on. It's hard to like, just link up with one person and, the pandemic really gave us that opportunity just because we didn't have anything else going on. And and so it's like, all right, let's just do this. And it was cool because he, he would just send me the joints and it would be like, that's the joint. And then I would just write to it. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't much, like, like it was kind of me giving him my bars and he created the record. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I also want to talk about subject. he, him and i feel like his like the guys he works with a lot like Papo like it's so interesting because i feel like he's got this kind of early 2000s like just blaze swiss beats thing going on and it was like cool to see you bring your flavor to like what he does like what um what attracted you to his music what do you like about what he's doing right now with that kind of early 2000s like revival vibe
1: subjects the truth bro that's the thing subject could do anything that's like that's like the they're 2004 so that's their like bedrock but at the same time just like it'd be like you in a it'd be like all oh, the 90s that's like the bedrock of my shit their shit is 04. so but they bro like subjects a student in the game like he can he's he he know all like he he's i look to him about like all the old school shit like he knows everything so and anything he doesn't know he's seeking out you know what i mean and he know he grew up in the like Fucking hardcore and metal and all that shit. So he he's tapped in. He's he's got an ear for everything, and um, I just think he he's like a great talent and got like the potential to be like one of the best. You know what I mean? So, and he's just like if you one of the greatest dudes as well, and like as DJ too. So yeah, man. Subject it all happened naturally. It was like we all you know we all met probably a couple like three four years ago. And ever since then we just been gang. Lucas, Popo, me, Reed, Hunter, you know what I mean? Uh SRH, all that shit. Like, so it's been dope. Yeah, subject. I I got new stuff with Subject too we're working on. He got heat. But I love that too. I love that too because that, that's the thing, people don't realize that shit is hard. That's when like people were actually getting experimental as fuck. And people, you could look back and you could be like, "Whoa, this age, mad weird," but like, it should be hard.
0: That's what I thought was cool about it. Like, I feel like we've seen like so much love for like the early mid '90s. Like, that's obviously an important era. So for him to come out and be like, the early two thousands was awesome too. Like,
1: exactly, that's what like, It's
0: about it's about time to yeah.
1: Exactly, I fuck with it, because it's like it's going. You know what I mean? It's also just, it's like honest. You know what I mean? It's like real to them. It's like this is what you know, it's like a lot of the times, even like me wants some like, oh, I love the nineties shit. Like, I grew up in the two thousands, bro. You get what I mean? Like like I grew up off dipset. Like, you know what I mean? So I loved I went back and I love and I also grew up on that, but not like it's like the culture I was in was the two thousands. So it's like it's like to and you know what's interesting is that sport, sporting life was very on that too, early. He was on the like, all his shit was like, yo, it was like volume two, you know what I mean? Like Hogue, like he was always trying to make those type beats, sport. Like he was mad into like, yo, the early two thousand shit where it was like getting weird as fuck and experimental kind of, but they was like making bops, but it was like weird joints, you know what I mean? Like even that song, like, you know that song, Come and Get Me by Jay-Z? It's like that song. It's like hella weird. Listen to that song. But it's fire, you know what I mean. But it's like different,
0: for sure. And like, I mean, I, you know, I'm like, we're like about the same age. I like, I had like, you know, like I heard Age to the Izzo before I heard Reasonable Doubt. You know, I heard right. like um, Drop It Like It's Hot before I heard Doggy Style. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah exactly. like that stuff is formative, I think, for a lot of like people in their 30s and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking of, let's go back in time a little bit. So you know, you've been rapping for over a decade now, but Um, Tell me about, like, the early years. Like, what were some rap records or experiences with rap music early on that made you realize this is something you want to do?
1: I'm trying to think, like, not to sound cliche, but, like, for me, it was really, like, the earliest ones was, like, like, I loved, like, Get Rich or Die Trying and shit when I was young, but the shit that really made me fall in love with it was, like, ready to die and like 36 chambers like dumb dumb joints and like you know what i mean like those are the ones that ready to die that was my record bro and that shit still is i listen to that front to back and biggie the truth bro like not to sound cliche like biggie the truth like that album is crazy so that to me just because he told the stories like a movie you know what i mean like, that shit was like a movie. So that was definitely something. And then from there, I just dug. Then I went into anything I could listen to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so many different stuff. Like, I was just going back to, I like going back and listening to old shit I haven't listened to in a minute. Like, uh, Muddy Waters by Redman. Like, that record, that shit is crazy. No skips. And I remember being mad into that when I was younger, too. But there's so much influence because then it's also Dipset was the era I came in. So oh, anything, anything Dipset, Cameron was my favorite rapper for hella long. Like, uh, Black on Both Sides, Most Death is one of my biggest influences. Most Death. I'm like a mix of Most Death and Cameron, I think. Like, most to me is like, I don't know, it's another level. His his you know his his ability to to like be
0: more than a rapper, but at the same time never sacrifice being an MC. You know. So tell me about when you first started rapping. Like, did you did you start with playing shows? Did you start with like putting tracks up on the internet, and then you got shows from there?
1: No, I started
0: just rapping by just in the ciphers, just
1: going to parties, going around the city. Meeting up with people just rapping. Like mostly at parties, like functions. Or like you know what I mean? Like at any function in the city. It could be just the little shitty ones with my friends, but it also there would be like these parties that were like huge warehouse parties, you know? And like everyone in every kid in the city was out. Every school was out. It's like mad kids out. It would be like the train home would be a fucking Filled like the whole train, every car packed with kids drinking, smoking, like the whole shit. So at those parties, you know, like people would be mute, dancing and all that, but I would just be in the stairwell or whatever, like in the cipher, like every there's always a cipher. And I was just that kid that was like little as fuck, but it didn't know, it didn't matter how big or tough anyone was, I was rapping my ass off, like and i would rap louder than everyone and and i would just you know what i mean so i i made a presence amongst just the world of the of just like new york downtown brooklyn kids you know what i'm saying type shit so that was really how i got into it and i knew from the jump when i was doing it, i knew that's what i wanted to do you know what i mean but that's just what i that's what it was and then just freestyling on beats and shit and then uh, writing all the time, writing all the time. You know what I mean. And then I, when I met Sporting Life, is when like I was like, all right, let me make like a record. But even before that, what I would do is I would just, I would just rap on beats and put them on YouTube and shit and Facebook. You know, like I got uh these two. It's Wiki New Written, Wiki New Written One, and Wiki New Written Two. I think one of them got deleted off, but. You could go look back. It's me, hella young, rapping. But uh, yeah, and then once I met Sport, we started working on... First, we were working on Rat King, but then we broke, up for, uh, broke off for a little bit. I was still in high school and shit. And then when I was a senior or a junior, I think, or a senior, I forget. I was like, yo... I think it was when I was a junior. I was like, yo, we got to tap back in because I got all these bars. I wrote all these bars. And then that was kind of wiki. That was like wiki 93. So then we did Wiki 93 and then we started building Rat King back up which was our initial idea. But I was like I need to get this off right quick this Wiki 93 shit. So then it was a weird time because at first everyone was like oh Wiki is Wiki and then we went Rat King and then Rat King was the shit. And it's still I still get that like oh I miss Rat King da 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 which I love, but I'm like you know what I mean like but Rat King was an era, you know, for especially if you were there one of them things, like if you were there in New York at that time, you know. And you were at right age, like, you know. You know what I mean? So, and I'm just happy with that. And I'm happy that I'm low-key happy it didn't turn into some like extra shit. It's some it's that's some like for the subtle the subtle history, you know what I mean? Those like bands that are like, you don't even know about this band that influenced mad shit. You know what I mean? You know them ones, it's like mm-hmm. The one that did you know what I mean? Just the one on the low key that's like, bro, it's it's impact, you know?
0: So when was the first time you got on stage? I mean, I've been I was on stage at like I definitely
1: did like a talent show in my school or some shit, you know? But for real on stage like that, I did a I remember I did like a couple park jams. Uh the OG, my old homie Aaron used to set up just like community events and shit. And he had a few park jams and he just had me come out and rap. So that was like the first couple of times. And I remember just rapping my ass off, but losing my breath crazy. And then being like, yo, I got to learn how to do this shit. Right. When I'm on a stage and I'm all excited. And that's something I probably, I mean, I've been rapping forever. So that's something like I pride myself on too, just the breath control and just being able to be a live MC.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to, you know, take shots but i feel like i see more than ever post-covid so many people with like really prominent backing vocal tracks and it's like you know to me it's exciting when you can see someone who's got breath control Who they're really performing for you and not relying on something they made in the studio you know what i'm saying
1: no i feel that totally that shit takes like the magic out of it and when you can and, you know, it's this thing where it's like, yo, bro, no one ever used to do that at all. Like, not, not at all. You know what I mean? So it's like, once things become easier and with technology, you're like, this is unfeasible to do. It's like, nah, people did this. like, And once you do it and you master it, it's like, that shit's incredible. That'll fuck people up. Fuck people's heads up when they hear someone like, and they're like, it doesn't have to be like the record. But like, you know, just like at that level, even if it's different, it's like, whoa, this is like a wow this you know what i mean like eat, when i'm out there when i'm watching live sets and i hear that i'm like whoa like i, I seen um the fujis play and lauren hill played before obviously and then she came out with the fujis but she did miseducation like she'd be doing it she'd be like flipping her flows and flipping the way she hits words it makes it almost like hard to sing along but it's dope i'm like yo she's killing it she's performing like for real you know
0: definitely yeah i mean there's i can think of so many times where i'm just like seen somebody just go for like a minute straight and and everyone is just standing there like jaw dropped, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so outside of the members of Rat King, who were some other rappers or producers that maybe took you under their wing early on, you know, maybe like let you guest on a track that really boosted you or something like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the sure, show, uh, for me, like, producers, Tony. I've been working with Tony for a minute. Um, Lil' Ugly Man. That's my people. Um, Lucas. DJ Lucas always be like, when I'm going through a slump, he'll hit me up and be like, we got to work on some shit. We got to do something. Dah, 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 dah. And he'll, like, get me creative again. So definitely Lucas. Um, Sage. Someone who always has my back. And, it, you know, it's people like to have my back personally as well as in music, you know what I mean, and um, in terms of rappers, like I think Earl is someone like when when I did I think A M or just him bringing us on tour, just connecting, like that was something that was I was hyped for, and it was just like definitely helped us out, you know what I mean? Um, Skepta, we did it like, but these are all friends. That's the thing; it's all bro, personal shit not like personal shit. I don't mean like that. Like, I mean like, like me and Skepta, a lot of people, like they look back, they're like, Oh my God, Skepta, how did this happen? I'm like, bro, me and Skepta were just homies, bro. Like we met, we rapped together and then we became homies. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just before it was so crazy. You know what I mean? But, uh, it's all real natural and organic. Um, I think I say that too much. I need to start. I need to delete that (laughs) from natural and organic. Shut the fuck up. My bad. Uh, yeah. Who else, man? Ben, I mean. <laughs> who else? Who Who is, like, people? That, I think that's good, right? Scott Earl, Remy, Remy Banks, my man Remy Banks. Always got my back and always down to, like, you know, he's someone who I remember we were, like, we were in the studio with Black Noise, and he's, like, playing some beat and i'm writing to it and <clears throat> remy's like yo nah son turn this shit off he's like play that horns joint and it was living with my mom he's like wiki needs that horns joint it's like wiki needs that horns joint i'm like and it played the beat it's like a wiki type beat you know you know what i mean i'm like oh shit this shit's hard. And then I wrote Living with My Mom. So I was like, I, I always tell Remy, I'm like, bro, you gotta be an A and R too, like because you got the ear. You know what I mean? You, you
0: you made the little connections. I mean, that song was like when that dropped, that was like a serious moment, I feel like I like that I was like, oh, like like our whatever you were doing before that, I feel like you really like that song was like a leveling up moment. Oh, I felt that
1: when I recorded it. I liked it. I was like, this is a bop. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I remember like playing it od.
0: Um, I felt that a bit about the AM radio verse too. Like I was like, eh, like you know, like I like Wiki, I like Racking, and that verse came on the first time I heard that album, and I was like, Wiki is like going in on this verse.
1: Yeah, that's it, I I I fuck with that song heavy, and you know we still get to play it live a lot. So I I know like I'm like oh people like this song, like this is a good one. I'm happy I got like a good like a. You know, like a impressionable song that, like, that like made an impact in some way. You know, for sure. Cause, it's, Cause, yeah, that one's special. I love that joint. And just even it's an honor to be on that project too.
0: Yeah, I I love that project. That's like that's one of my favorite Earl records. So going back to No Mountains in Manhattan, that came out on XL, and you've been independent since then. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, was it just a one album deal in the first place, or did you kind of do the label thing and realize like I think I'd rather be on my own?
1: Yeah, I think it was. It was kind of. It wasn't no one. It was like there was options and shit. It was more that, uh, I didn't feel like all right. The people that signed me, the person that signed me, wasn't there anymore. So I just didn't feel like there was anyone, not that no one was in my corner, but there wasn't like a specific person that was like fully full force, believing it. I felt like I was just a little bit coasting, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to put everything into it, I should just, I should put everything into it and, and own it and like, at least try to do it myself. In the meantime, like, I, I don't know, I, I got a long future ahead of me, so we'll see what happens, but. It just, at that moment, I was like, nah, I got to go do my own thing. And, and you know, even that, I got to learn this business for myself, too. So I can, in the future, when I work with people, I can know what it is and know what, what all of this means. And, and you know what I mean? Not, get, not that I got screwed over or nothing. Just, like, really know when it's right and, and also know the business. Know, like, what all that means. Know what, what like all the percentages and the points on everything and, like, how that actually impacts your future and all that. But then being realistic with it, you know, a lot of people be like, never sign anything. It's like, bro, not everyone has the, not everyone has the, like, uh, a whole team. Like, You know what I mean? Like, not everyone has it to, to be able to do it all on their own. Sometimes, you know what
0: I mean? Like, it's like you need to have,
1: have a certain structure and everything in place to even
0: be able to do a lot of this shit being independent do you feel like there is more freedom or less pressure than being on a label um i think
1: there's more freedom i wouldn't say less pressure i think in a way there's more pressure because it's like all right that's the whole thing you get an advance you're like i bet i got it now i can whatever happens like the record pays it off or it doesn't whatever but on your own it's like you really gotta everything you're putting into it you're trying to make it back and it's like up to you to to do it all you know what i mean i mean i get you there's the pressure of like in the past i've been like almost i'm like damn like i'm signed to this thing like i need to do well so that like but it's like at the end of the day like fuck it we're artists bro like if they're putting up money and they believe in something it's like all right you believe in the art and you want to like figure out how to sell it and monetize it that's cool i'm all about that but i'm an artist at the end of the day so you know what i mean it, it shit could take fucking 10 years for people to realize if it's hot like it, you know what i mean like i don't care i'm i'm just not that i don't care but it's like i, I can't lose focus of that you know what i mean i can't lose focus of that so that's what I mean. It's like, the pressure is, it's like, sometimes it's like, all right, if you have a label, you have all this structure, I could just be making music and being like, oh, I could even be like, oh, which songs y'all think? Y'all pick the songs. It's like, I got to pick the songs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Th- that shit's actually kind of hype. Like, that's the thing. It would be dope to have, like, not a label, but even someone, or someone you help, OD trust, that you're like, you, you know, even I was hearing, um. Some shit on Instagram. It's like Offset talking about how like, he was like, I don't like Rick. I didn't like Ric Flair or some shit. But he was like, I guess, I don't know. Metro Boomer maybe picked all the songs for the album. But I was like, that's ill. He was like, yeah, he picks all the songs. He knows. I trust him. He's like, I didn't even know it was going to be on the album. Like, you know what I mean? But I like that idea of like, it's not like just the label. It's like this dude he trusts. Like, yo. Because it's also important to take yourself out. You're not the... You don't, not everyone knows everything. You know what I mean? It's good to put, you know what I mean? It's good to, uh, what's the fucking word? Delegate. Delegate. And uh, delegate. And like, you know, that takes a good leader, I think. It's like, you could be a good leader and and you ain't got to do shit if you pick all the right people around you. Not like you don't got to do shit, but you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you're so in it when it's your own art. Like, sometimes it takes somebody else being like, this is going to be the hit. You know, you don't exactly. know. like it's, it's like you have your favorite songs that you wrote, but someone's like, trust me, people are going to like this one.
1: Exactly.
0: So you've been doing this for over 10 years at this point, but you're still like a relatively young person. Do you do you feel like a veteran or do you still feel like...
1: Oh, fuck with that. Relatively young person. I, like
0: I mean, you know,
1: like... like you can't feel like you're young child, man. <laughs> i'm 30 but you're relatively young
0: no no that's how you no, i mean my bad what, what was the exact question i'm sorry yeah for someone who's been doing this for like you know 12 13 years or something like so my question is just do, do you feel like a veteran or do you still feel like an up-and-coming artist or somewhere in the middle
1: i feel somewhere in the middle but i feel yeah i'm not veteran status bro because i'm too young to be veteran status like and I haven't, but I'm, but, but I'm making my impact. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've made it, I've made impact. This is what I think. I think that like, I'm happy with what I've done. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not satisfied. And I and I feel like right now, I'm an up, up and coming artist. You know what I mean? Today, right now. <laughs> mm-hmm 2024 that's like my first year right there all this shit before is like that was like that was me that was like all the pre just like come up shit the past 10 years this is the like the real new come up my new chapter you know what i mean that's how i feel like delete it all not delete it all but like not delete it all obviously don't delete it all i'm saying like, I'm excited to just make what's next, you know what I mean? And I don't want it to be, like, I don't need it to be compared to anything. I'm just trying to grow as, like, an artist and and write. Like, I've been mad inspired again writing, so I'm just excited for what's to come, you know?
0: Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, it's a great place to be, because, like, I'm sure we can both think of artists who can't say that 10 years in, you know, or, or couldn't say that when they were 10 years in. So I think it's a, to still be moving forward to still be like you said not satisfied yet. I think that's it's like, you know, it's a really good position to be mm-hmm.
1: And it's not even that it's not even I'm not sad, it's more it's just I'm not satisfied in terms of like like I have more I have more I have more to say. I got more to, to make and and I want to push that whether it's the sound or the concepts or the the message or the all everything all that you know what i mean so it's a cha- it's it's a
0: challenge to myself i'm trying to challenge myself you know what i mean so i know everybody asks this kind of stuff but i got to throw it out there who's your top 5 rappers right now
1: top 5 right now you mean now in terms of like
0: like like active like act, like people doing it right now
1: so you can't be dead um i'm going to say Cause you said active, so like the locks counts, right? <laughs> no, that's Isn't not. Are they it. active though? Yeah, they. What are you talking about? They mad they active. You listen to their new shit. Uh, their new freestyles. I would say like the rappers you like. All right, vocals. Popo two thousand four. Um. Who else? Mike. Mike. Yeah. Um. Girl. Earl. Earl sweatshirt. Who else? Um, DJ Lucas. Um, I need to say someone that I don't know too. <laughs> um, I know what. What do I be listening to? That's like no. I don't fucking know the fifth. The fifth is the crucial one. The fifth is uh. We'll be really doing that thing? Okay. Oh, a Kai solo. Boom. Neontay too. I fuck with Neonte, bro. Oh yeah. That shit hard it's as crazy. fuck. Maybe. Navy blue. All the homies, bro. <laughs> I put on for the fan, man. It's not a coincidence though. It's not a coincidence, though. Your old Drew. Zalupas. Main like one of the best. Rock Marciano, there you go. That's someone that I don't like. That's not like my per like I met him, but it's not like my Rock Marcie's like Come on, son, like this. It's like perfect. It's just like, come on, bro. Rock Boldy. Boldy, one of my favorites. Just like Boldy you can listen to a million times and you still hearing new shit. Um, so yeah, man. Definitely like also I like some like uh I'm trying to think about who else. Low key, my boy Slicky Boy, put me under this dude Big X the plug. This yeah, shit kinda hard. You know that dude? Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. See, I'm out the loop. You could tell I'm out the fucking loop, Ski bro. I'm I'm 30 and I need more young heads because I need to learn. You know what I mean? I've been listening to old shit a lot. Like, I've been listening. Like, I was telling you, I was listening to the fucking Muddy Waters. And, and when I mean Muddy Waters, the album. Yeah. Respect to Muddy Waters. <laughs> res, OG, OD, Respect to Muddy Waters. When I'm talking about Muddy Waters, the album. and Uh, Redman. I already told We talked about the interview. Um, And, I, you know, I've been listening to the Bosses, Boss of All Bosses, Volume 2, Votto and see. Votto, people don't know. Vado Hella Regional. Vado was the fucking truth. When he was first coming up, like
0: he was the like, oh, this is the next guy, bro. Who else do you think's like like an underrated, like, you know, maybe nineties, early two thousands New York rapper who doesn't get their flowers enough?
1: Oh, I got you. Right now, bro. Um, who who doesn't get their flowers enough? Nature. Definitely doesn't get his flowers enough. Nature. Even AZ doesn't get his flowers. But he gets his flowers, but it should be more flowers. Um. G-Dep. G-Dep needs more flowers. Um. Even Shine needs more flowers, bro. But I'll, I'll say that number two is Nature and G-Dep. I be telling people, I'm like, bro, you want to be good at rapping? listen to, listen to nature, listen to nature, and you'll be good at rapping. Just listen to that shit, and you'll be good. I mean, you gotta be good. You gotta have rhythm and shit. But I'm saying it's like, bro, he's he's in, insanely nice. So, uh, just check out for beginner listeners. Is what is it called for all seasons, or is it Man of All Seasons or for All Seasons? What is it? That album is crazy. And then G-Dep, bro, Child of the Ghetto, that album.
0: Well, on that note, uh, anything else you want to add or plug before we go? Um, When is this dropping? Uh, probably in the next couple weeks.
1: All right. Uh, 14K Figaro out now. Faith is a Rock out now. Shout out Tony Sosa. Shout out Alchemist. Shout out Big Mike. That's it. All right. Thanks so much, Wiki. Thank you, man. Appreciate you.
0: Hey, thanks again to Wiki. Thanks so much for listening. Go check out Wiki's two new records out now, 14K Figaro with Tony Seltzer and Faith is a Rock with Mike and the Alchemist. If you like what you heard in this episode, give us a good rating, subscribe, tell your friends about us. All those little things go a long way and we really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. See you next time.